leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. One-third of adults suffer from high blood pressure, and 9.4 million people a year will die from complications relating to the condition. In fact, cardiovascular disease remains the leading cause of death worldwide. Quantum Genomics is developing a new class of drugs that target an enzyme in the brain for the treatment of high blood pressure and the prevention of related cardiovascular disease. We spoke to J.P. Milan, CEO of Quantum Genomics, about its platform technology, how it works, and why it may have promise as an approach to treating both hypertension and heart failure. J.P., thanks for joining us. Hi, Danny. How are you today? Good. We're going to talk about quantum genomics, its BAPI platform, and its efforts to develop a new class of therapeutics to treat cardiovascular disease. We're in a world where a, a lot of the efforts to develop innovative therapies are, are geared towards cancer. Nevertheless, cardiovascular disease remains the leading cause of death. How Big a problem is hypertension and related cardiovascular disease today. Well, uh, treatment-resistant hypertension affects an estimated of 150 million people worldwide, and resulting in almost 10 million deaths from complications due to high blood pressure each year. Um, nonetheless, there is currently no accepted pharmacological standard for treatment. And with limited treatment options available for treatment-resistant hypertension, patients remain at increased cardiovascular risk and susceptible to the complication associated with chronic hypertension, including an increased risk of mortality. Well, there are a number of therapeutic strategies for treating hypertension. How is hypertension generally treated today? Well, you have today uh, a, a lot of different uh, available treatments. You are absolutely right. But uh, despite that, resistant hypertension is treated with three products, uh, an ACE inhibitor, uh, uh, an ARPS, uh, a calcium channel blocker, a beta blocker. And most of the time, the patient, they have three products, one of them being one diuretic. And still, unfortunately, uh, there, there, is, there is currently no available treatment to treat uh, hypertensive patients, the ones who are resistant. And as I mentioned before, 15% uh, of them uh, are still uh, suffering from resistant hypertension. It's 
more common also in, in minorities such as black, Hispanic, uh, female, and obese populations. When you think about the problems with existing therapies today, what, what's wrong? Well, I think the, uh, the problem is mainly that uh, some products like the ACE inhibitors and uh, the ARBs, uh, they simply don't work uh, in black patients, for example. This is very well known. Uh, so this is one example of why people are seeing uh, dying from uh, resistant hypertension. Quantum Genomics is working on a, a platform. It's called BEPE. Uh, that's an acronym. What does it stand for? Uh, it stands for Brain Amino Peptidase A Inhibitor. Uh, and that's a total new mechanism of action and a new therapeutic class. And Quantum Genomics is the only company developing a product uh, in this new therapeutic class. So this is definitively... Uh, let's say, uh, new because Fury Bastat, our product, works by crossing the blood-brain barrier and modulating the RAS, and RAS stands for renin angiotensis system, uh, so modulating the RAS locally to limit vasoconstriction and promote vasodilatation, thereby decreasing blood pressure. This is totally new because uh, definitively you work at the brain level with Fury Bastat. And in the brain, furibastat causes the inhibition of a key enzyme in us, and the name of this enzyme is aminopeptidase A. So we block this enzyme, so the name of the platform is brain aminopeptidase A inhibitor. And by inhibiting this uh, aminopeptidase A, furibastat decreases levels of angiotensin 3 in the brain, which is a key protein that drives vasoconstriction. Well, this is a, a normally occurring enzyme. What's its normal function? What's its relationship to elevated blood pressure and, and cardiovascular disease? And do people with this problem have elevated levels, or is it just, just a way to, to lower hypertension in people with elevated levels? Well, most of the time have an elevated level. And uh, thanks to our uh, new approach to treat hypertension and associated cardiovascular disease, uh, I mean by that resistant hypertension, heart failure, but there is also potential for uh, other indication, we simply uh, decrease the vasopressin release, we decrease the sympathetic nerve uh, activity, and we increase the baroreflex. So at the end of the day, uh, we have three actions, if I may say that. We increase the diuresis, which is the urinary uh, elimination. We uh, lower vascular resistance, and we control heart rate. So that's why uh, this innovative uh, drug uh, targets the new central uh, pharmacological pathway, leading to both anti-hypertensive effects and cardioprotection. And is there a way you could actually test a patient to determine whether this would be the, the best approach for them? Can you tell if they have a, an elevated level of this enzyme to, to begin with? Well, there is not a companion diagnostic for that. Uh, but we don't need that because, you know, a, a resistant hypertension patient is a patient treated by 
three products, as I mentioned before, one of them being a diuretic. And then this is very simply in a way that if the patient is not a target, and the target is 140 uh, for the uh, uh, systolic blood pressure uh, and, uh, and 90 milligram, uh, millimeter of mercury, I'm sorry, 90, uh, I repeat here, 140 and 90, then if the patient is not a target, then uh, it's absolutely mandatory to initiate a new treatment in order to treat the patient. I, I think of most treatments having a, a systemic event, uh, or rather a systemic effect. You're treating the an enzyme in the brain here. It, does this have to cross the blood-brain barrier to, to work? You are absolutely right, and uh, this is what Furibastat does. We had to work a lot also on the, on the history because uh, when we define, let's say, the compound, uh, and it started with a neurobiologist uh, person uh, at uh, the INSERM, uh, which is a research institute in France, uh, and then we had a lot of chemistry development in order to make sure that the, the, our product, Furibastat, was penetrating the brain. How exactly does the product work? Simply uh, inhibition of the aminopeptidase A uh, in the brain, uh, which will, uh, let's say, block the conversion of angiotensin 2 into angiotensin 3. So that's very, if you take the ACE inhibitor, they were blocking in the cascade uh, also one of the enzymes. What's different with our product is that we act in the brain, and this is the first and the unique product uh, controlling hypertension and many resistant hypertension by inhibiting this enzyme at the brain level. You actually got multiple products in your pipeline. What's the pipeline look like, and, and where's your lead therapeutic product in, in development? So the lead compound is uh, Furibastat. Uh, um, I spent 30 years in the uh, in the different uh, pharma companies, and it's you know it's very common to have a lean compound and backup programs. So we're also working on different backup uh, products, uh, being more potent uh, or cheaper to produce. Uh, but for the time being, we developed in uh, hypertension, difficult to treat patient and heart failure, our lead compound, uh, which is Furibastat. Uh, so we just finished, by the way, uh, the New Hope study. Uh, uh, this study was uh, run uh, only in the U.S. Uh, in uh, 38 uh, centers, and our PI was uh, Professor Keith Ferdinand, who is a professor of medicine at the Tulane University School of Medicine uh, in New Orleans. And, uh, in, and in order to be consistent with what I told you before, uh, this phase 2B uh, clinical trial uh, enrolled overweight or obese patients with primary hypertension, foundation known to have increased uh, incidence of treatment-resistant hypertension, such as black, Hispanic, uh, elderly, and female population. Uh, and uh, we got extremely good results, and I'm happy to comment those results if you want. And that's the reason why now we will initiate the pivotal uh, phase three trial 
uh, in resistant hypertension, which will lead to a registration. Well, what do you know about the approach from a, a clinical point of view in terms of safety or efficacy? Well, we got uh, uh, extremely good uh, efficacy data, and we had a very good safety uh, uh, profile. Uh, in the phase, uh, in, the, in the New Hope study, uh, again, and this product is an oral uh, product, uh, we were, uh, we had obese patients with attention, and those patients, uh, uh, I mean, we know that uh, obesity increased by fivefold uh, the risk to be uh, resistant to the treatment. Uh, and uh, in those patients, uh, we had a six months, uh, uh, let's say, uh, we were six months ahead of uh, schedule, and we were able to reduce the uh, office systolic blood pressure uh, from baseline by an average of 9.6 millimeter of mercury, which was uh, highly significant because the target was defined by the FDA and our uh, steering committee. Our target was to decrease this uh, office systolic blood pressure by 7 millimeter of mercury. So with 9.6, we were uh, really happy with the results. Uh, and... Uh, what I would like to mention also here is that furibastat uh, efficacy was also similar in the black and non-black populations, uh, contrary to other uh, anti-hypertensive classes. And this is what I told you before, uh, the ACE inhibitors and the, the ARPs, uh, they don't work in such population. Uh, and uh, we were uh, also well-tolerated, and we uh, were able to demonstrate an excellent metabolic and, uh, and a safety profile. So that's the reason why now, uh, based on the results, uh, we will uh, initiate uh, a phase three pivotal trial in resistant hypertension with furibastat. You're also developing a, a, a treatment for heart failure. This is using the same platform. Is it the same drug? Yes, this is, uh, this is the same drug. Uh, we, uh, based on uh, excellent efficacy data in uh, animals and a good safety profile in the pilot phase 2A, uh, we will initiate, uh, this is a work in progress, uh, a phase 2B trial, uh, and that will be all about efficacy and safety in patients with uh, reduced ejection fraction after acute myocardial infarction and head-to-head -head versus uh, the reference therapy, and the reference therapy is an ACE inhibitor or hermipril. What happens in heart failure, and why does this mechanism of action seem to benefit these patients? Well, uh, you know, in, in heart failure, uh, it's uh, a difficult uh, disease. Uh, many, many products uh, have tried, and they uh, simply did not succeed because the mechanism of action, I would say, is not uh, as simple as it is uh, in uh, hypertension. Most of the time, the patients are uh, suffering uh, from uh, different diseases, which uh, it's even, so it's even more complicated to treat the patient. What we have demonstrated is uh, our activity on the renal sympathetic uh, nerve activity, and also our activity on the uh, ejection fraction. So our, that's definitely what we want to uh, to demonstrate in uh, in heart failure. 
How is the, the company financed to date, and how far will current funding take you? Well, uh, we have, I would say, enough money in the bank to finance all our project uh, this year in uh, 2019. So all the project is to finance the, the Phase 2B uh, proof-of-concept study in the heart failure, the uh, pivotal trial uh, Phase 3 in the resistant hypertension. We are also working on the once-a-day formulation. Today we have a BID twice a day. And for resistant hypertension, it's uh, very important to have a, a once-a-day formulation. So we are also uh, uh, working on that. And, uh, and we have enough money in the bank uh, to... Uh, finance all those projects. Uh, at the same time, uh, we are in close contact with uh, a lot of uh, pharma companies who have demonstrated uh, an interest in our uh, product because our intention is to, uh, to sign a partnership this year. And if all goes well, what's the uh, path to market? How soon might you be able to file? Well, uh, and, and by the end of 2022. J.P. Malone. CEO of Quantum Genomics. JP, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.